Oh, and welcome back, Ronan Murdoch, <laughs> the man with the, the Euro sign in front of his name, the silent Euro sign either end. How are you? I'm good, thanks, yeah. You, you happy to be back? Yeah, thrilled, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, I, was, I was absolutely blown away with your... Uh, he was in here before the podcast started, in 10 minutes before, <laughs> going through his notes, making sure that he knew exactly what was coming up. Yeah, this is my top priority. Yeah, oh, I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, Ron, last time you were in, we talked a lot about business. We got some seriously good feedback off students. That uh, a lot, I was shocked that a lot of people didn't actually know the general breakdown of the different units and really? what was important. Yeah, yeah so that, that was huge. And then you, you were dying to get in uh, your alter ego, Ron, on and start talking about Irish. <laughs> But today we got you back in to talk about something I know uh, from hearing from students in schools that a subject that they find a little bit more difficult, they find economics. Yeah. Uh, wh- why do you reckon that is? So I don't know anything personally about the economics course. But um, I'd, say, I'd say maybe sometimes with students I think they might get, they might think economics a bit harder because they, they can get bogged down on the harder questions and that's what I think will, will sometimes you can easily, very easily fall into that trap if you're preparing for your leading search and you open up the pay, pay, a sample paper or a pass paper or whatever and you see some question you don't know and then you start to try and look into it and that can basically knock their confidence more so because like but they a lot of times students forget in economics that there's um, there's no compulsory question it's not like in business or you know in Irish and stuff you might have one question you've no choice in economics they give you eight long questions you can pick any four you know and well, it's yeah. split, split four micro and four macro so it's an incredibly um, open paper on that side so um, it's always students I find who do better are the students who are a bit, little bit gutsy when they're studying and they'll specialise and you don't you, another thing about it you don't be a student open up the exam and kind of saying okay get like you know a, an average mark and all eight questions you, you really want to be like right you can nail those four questions and I don't really have to worry about the other four it doesn't matter if you get zero on the rest exactly yeah yeah so yeah. I think that's I think that's what happens to students a lot of time the worst thing I think students could do now if they're preparing for the leaving to start looking at their economics paper and looking at what they don't know and yeah. trying to learn that rather than go over what they do know mm-hmm. well from the from the years. Yeah. I don't even know what your question was. <laughs> 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 no, 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 that's great. No, that, that actually uh, answered the question I was going to ask in uh, five minutes anyway. So. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I'm a busy man. Like, yeah. uh, no, so, in terms of economics, the way it's laid out, usually, yeah. I, like, say for me, say if I was coming in in fifth year, what do you say to a student? Like, what is, what is it? I, don't, I wouldn't even know. Well, like in fifth year now, or, or like is there, like is there, like you know, last time we talked about there was seven units, wasn't there in business? Yeah, yeah. and then so it, how does it work? It's not, yeah, it's not as clear cut in economics, but they split it up in it's micro and macro. But then even some questions, it's hard to tell if they lend themselves more even towards micro and macro. They kind of ask like random short questions and stuff that um, that will kind of fall in between the both, but. Generally, look, okay, so what you want to do if you're, if you're looking at your, if you're doing leaving cert now or if you're looking at your leaving cert, whatever, you have to sit back and actually look at what, what we do now for sure. Because the paper can be quite, this, the order of paper can be a bit, you know, different every year and that can confuse students. But what we've seen every year, well, the, you know, this based on the last 20 years of papers, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. same thing, that what, what students will always get is they'll always get a question supply demand elasticity, okay? And sometimes they might be lucky, lucky and they might get those come up with like two full long questions, right? So like each long question's worth 75 marks out of 400, right? So you're looking at like 19% of your paper. So if you're able to sit back and say like, right, so far I've always seen a long question, supply demand elasticity, and I've always seen a long question market structures, right? That's two questions out of your eight, all right, or out of your four, okay? So mm-hmm. you can nearly, like I'd always sit back, even what I've been doing my six years for the last two weeks straight, is um, since we finished the course, you've been just chipping away on supply demand elasticity and all the market structures questions. 
and the goal would be in the lean second day open on the paper, they chip away at those two questions, they those two done, and then they're picking two from the remaining six. And that puts you in a really, really strong position. Yeah. Um, that's at the long questions. So same thing. There's though, eight, so there's eight long questions, you pick four. Exactly. Uh, and they they're worth seventy five percent and the remaining twenty five percent is the short questions and there's nine and you do only six, right? But it's the same idea with the short questions, you know, you'll always pretty much see one on splide man elasticity and pretty much all the time you're they, nearly every time they get a question mark structures as well there. So I but the way I've mapped it out to my six years is and we, we went through all the past papers and stuff, but like some years if they let's say imagine they went to the leading search and they only knew supply demand elasticity and they own and market structures, they knew nothing else. Some years they've been able to get up to sixty three percent of their paper. Like in two thousand and fourteen or something like that. Sixty three percent just literally, yeah, and I showed them, I, I mapped it out and we spent a full class on it. We were like, right, imagine we only we only did those questions or whatever. I think it was like two short questions and two long questions and uh, and and that would that would have been it. Or sorry, no, two short questions and three long questions, okay? Because yeah, they got yeah. a long question on supply and demand, they got a long question on elasticity, and they got a long question on market structures. So three out of the four three out of the four questions they're doing lean search would have luckily fallen down to that. So well, yeah. that's 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 the best case scenario, but then I even played it off my sixth year and I showed them like the worst case scenario and, and as you can tell I haven't quite always prepping those before this. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it is roughly off the top of my head. It's about forty percent on average, you know. And I've, I've done, I've, you know, gone through this in the classes. And if anyone's uh, doing economics and just look over the pattern in the past papers, and you'll pretty much always be getting it for around one hundred eighty-five marks out of uh, four hundred. You yeah. know, it'll be one long quest, two long questions, seventy-five marks each. And chances are, you see, it's two short questions at like sixteen marks each there as well. How, how is it, how is the long question broken down in terms of like what what did they ask you? Is it an essay yeah. or what is it? No, no, no. It's it's, it's split out. The time management is is quite straightforward in economics. You get like you get you do your short questions in half an hour. You've two and a half hours until for the paper, and you do short questions in half an hour, mm-hmm. and then you do four long questions in half an hour each one. So take yeah. for example one long question, seventy five marks. You've thirty minutes to do it. Okay. So the students what I'd always say to my students like you divide the question by. 2.5 to tell you how much time you have. So if questions up for 30 marks, divide by 2.5, you have 12 minutes to do it. Mm-hmm. And they don't, you know, they're not in a calculating day exam doing that, but they work on that in fifth year, and then yeah. straight away they open up paper and see 20 marks, eight minutes. And yeah. you know, it, it, and, and that's, that's really good for them that once they get their head around that, that's... Um, but, but is it like when you're answering the questions, it's like the business once yeah, you build your answers no, around it, it is exactly the same, pretty much, yeah. So like, as I was going to get into there, it's like with, with question with 20 marks, divided by five, four points. That's generally what they're going to be looking at. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, that, and that's what, that's, that's what they'll get, yeah. So, in a way, it, you know, they, they, can, they can take advantage of it as well, the marking scheme that's like, you know, someone's question for 20, they might say like, um, explain the consequences of rising house prices or whatever, and it might be a 15 mark question, and it could be three points to five marks. But if the student puts down five, the exam will take the rest three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so cancel it out. Exactly, it? yeah. So like I'd always say to students, even like I, I've been seeing the students I've gotten over the years who have performed really well, is that like when you're going over the paper with them and stuff, you'll notice the the way that if the question was looking for three points, they've sometimes given four or five mm-hmm. as insurance. Would, would I be right in saying that in business you said it didn't work like that? No, no, business is worse. Yeah, business okay. is the same, yeah. So, um, Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So, um, that's, that's, there's the odd exceptions here and there. But you, you, there are some, like, some places where it doesn't quite, you know, in business they might have a set only four points you can okay. use, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. economics might be that, but like, typically that's what you're working with, yeah. So, like, a, like a, for example, though, if you said, if, if, the point, if you have four points, mm-hmm. and it was, obviously this isn't an economics one, and I don't know really about economics, even though I did it in college, 
Uh, but the, uh, yeah. we, if you had four different, say, name four colours, and you're like red, blue, gorilla. They just ignore it. Yeah, we're going it's through it. We're, go, yeah. we're going through taking your taking just, your, just four. Yeah, yeah. So if you exactly, if you, as long as we get four properly. Now the other thing is the point of the property developed. So like, you okay. state the point you develop on a property, and yeah. that's they're looking for all, all the way through. But it, um, I'd always stress that students to try and make sure they keep an eye on the structure of the paper that. They, and he gets the exam on your side, it's very clear, it's, you, know, you, don't, you don't sort of tend to waffle them as much. That's in, I suppose the only thing that I will be warning students about is that a lot of time of the day, in the micro and macro questions, like they might, let's say you get a macro question on the consequences of increased house prices, right? Some students might try and wing that question on the day and they'll just start talking off the top of their head. Mm-hmm. And they might raise some valid points, but unless it's, it's, it's very hard, you know, you have to really go by their market scheme as much as you can. Yeah, like yeah. The examiners can award you points at their discretion if you've probably developed it or whatever, but yeah, like, yeah. it rarely happens. Like if students winging it and they just come up off the top of their head. Yeah, yeah. So I'd, I'd be a bit conscious of that. That's why I nearly, a lot of time, try and push my students onto the micro questions yeah, because yeah. there's a much more rigid marking scheme that they know that and they know the key points the examiner's looking for. It's a lot to say. It's a it's a safer bet. Yeah, I, yeah. I find it's almost like in science where they used to have the the old food pyramid. Do you remember yeah. that? And there was questions on that, and some kid in an exam started debating the food pyramid. And mm-hmm. I was probably correct. Yeah. And you know it was a he, yeah. and I always say you know if it's a he or a she because there was a horrible writing and a bit of snot on the paper. But, <laughs> but the uh, but he basically was probably correct, but he wasn't answering. The question was like basically talking about the food pyramid and that they had given to you. Is that sort of what you mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and sometimes it's even harder from grades. Like I can always tell the students as well who who've either who've probably studied for it, who are kind of sort of going off off the top of their head because students are winging it a bit in the day off the top of their head. You do actually have to read over their points and double check the marking schemes, and it's mm-hmm. sometimes it's a lot harder to call it, but because yeah. you can see where they're getting at, but it's a risky one like if you're aiming for H1 or H2 you can't really be you can't be relying on that strategy in the daily exam to just you have to you have to go back and play by their rules and you know the rules are set out in the market scheme so would, you, would you almost know that going into an economics exam sort of the grade range you're going to be in because you know what material you have yeah it's really good like even I, I find I, I always have a good idea Sometimes even with business and Irish students can surprise you, but it doesn't generally seem to happen in economics. Yeah. I'd always like, if I was to my head, oh, that student might get whatever grade. It tends to be very much like that. Like, I don't know why, it, it just suppose is the, the way the exam goes. So, yeah, you could, you could tell, you could even honestly tell as well, when you open the paper, if I'd ever open the paper in June, a lot of time I could have an idea it, it, what types, how that paper would suit some students. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just by the, or sometimes you might see a question that might look easy. And students might be directed to going into that, but like they might look at question five A and B and look say that simple, but question five C might be a complete disaster. Yeah. But they'll go for that and they can get caught out then. So yeah. I've I've been pushing my like my class a lot this year. We've been we've been pushing a lot on like the the micro. Like I'll go through even just friends on sixty or they're doing release it now. Like I'd I'd be encouraging a lot to make sure you look over currencies because it's come up like six out of the last six years, right? So you, you want to like, sit down and read over the past questions um, and stuff like what happens if the euro increases the value against the dollar. And you want to, and you want to be careful when they read that. They want to be spotting that, like, right, if they're the dollar, they have to try and refer to, like, foreign direct investment from America coming in and stuff. And you have to, you have to read over them really quickly. Like, you have to read over those questions really carefully. But that would be the one question I'd look out for. Currencies is every year. And we, we've gone through them all. Because I'm saying my six years, look, six out of the last six years. 
the least this has been worth is 4% of your paper. Some years it's been worth, uh, I don't know, 6% or something. Yeah, so mm -hmm. you, if, it's nice well for students, like, if they start to ship away that, they can get them set up. Another question I'd be looking at this year is, um, the, the, on the graphs, they've seen a question on cost, withdrawing graphs and cost production. Mm -hmm. That's come up four out of the last four years. Now, I don't even know if it's very hard to say would that be a prediction or anything, but like, I think you're mad going to lean for not covering it like that. If you yeah. see the pattern, I'm showing six years again, 25 marks or whatever each time, 6% of your grade. But you kind of get into that, 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 that around your head, like you, you'd be covering that. Um, another question I'd be looking out for if anyone's doing it this year would be like, look over the supply demand. Uh, questions from the last five years, but especially uh, 2017, 15, and 13, you'll see a question on, on like how how the market equilibrium can be affected by like a shift in the supply demand curve. Now, if you're listening there, you might. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but again, you chip away not that seven half percent of your paper, and like look out for the key words like you'd have to refer to like anybody doing not snubbing like with the excess demand and. A surplus and stuff, you'd want to check over the marking scheme from 2017 and that question. You'll be able to see the key points in that. But like their their questions that um their their questions that I'd be looking into a lot, like especially as well inflation, if they're looking over papers, you know, the last few years it's been up every second year, it didn't go up last year. Again, like you'd want to make sure you knew that very well. And especially like it's unlikely they'll ask us about high inflation because we don't have that problem. But it'd be really stuff like price stability and things there. But um, again, for anybody, no, 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 again, you know, it's, it's just uh, they're they're ones that I'd be I'd be looking out for a bit. Yeah, no, fantastic. So let's just make him a fake student. Let's call him David Dulles. Yeah, <laughs> and say he's got now. Uh, what is it? What day is today? Today is just time flies. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's I think it's third today. It's, so it's Brian O'Driscoll until the leaving cert, isn't it? Thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So sorry, that was <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, it's thirteen days to leave cert. What would you say to David Lewis sitting there and say? Uh, Raul, I'm real sorry. Right. I'm real sorry. I, I, I've been I've been studying my units in business. Yeah, I was yeah, focusing yeah, on yeah. my Irish oral. I'm yeah. a slave driver. What I well, I stress is map out the amount of time. That's a really good question again. So like what I'd say map out the amount of time you have to study. So like you sit down, you say like right, I've got um, I, I realistically and you know it as well. If the economics exam is not until like a Friday, things like something like the twenty first or something, mm -hmm. but they might be able to get a day a day or two to study. Now that would be a huge advantage. On, 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 of course, only if they use it right. Mm -hmm. So not, I've seen a big thing, and we want to warn my students in economics about this, is that like don't fall into the trap of being like, oh, I'll get everything done the last two, last two days. Like, the mm -hmm. leaves are very tiring, all that sort of crack. But what I'd do if I, was, if I was in your position now is I'd work in economics really hard for the next three or four days, and then I'd nearly park it. You know, then you want to focus on, yeah. of course, on your English and everything else then. Yeah. And then look, map out your timetable and try and see, you might, have, might be looking, you might have a day or two left after that. But... Overall, let's say they could invest maybe twenty hours study. Right, mm -hmm. that's yeah, twenty hours between now and their legal cert. The way I'd use that twenty hours would be, I'd spend a good, um, I'd I'd actually sit down and I'd I'd spend I'd say honestly about four hours in the short questions. I'd spend, yeah, you four hours to do each one. You might take just doing past papers. Just, yeah, and explain why so with the logic there in a second. But like, I'm sure we've, I've done it in my class. I gave them all the short questions and we. Spent like a nearly like three or four classes straight just chipping away those answers. The reason why she recycles the same ones time time again. It's a great way of revising up the whole course in general. Um, and the big thing with the short questions is it's twenty five percent of your paper, so it's hundred marks out of four hundred. But like you want to be very tactical. Like you open up the exam, you look at your short questions. 
um, you're going to see nine nine of them. I be I always say to my class is what they what they do all all the time. Random students would do is that they'd answer the hard ones. They'd spend way too much time compensating for the hard ones, and they go through the easy questions way too quickly. Mm-hmm. And then they might be looking around, getting like, "Oh, I got eight out of sixteen and ten out of 16. But the student who nailed the three or four simple ones, mm-hmm. they're going to be getting the higher grades. So yeah. you, what you want to do, be organised and daily exam, open up the paper, you'll see your nine short questions, there'll be, there'll be probably three or four very manageable ones, and you circle them, and I'd always get in my class and be like, you have to be ruthless with them, and I, I, I think sometimes it might drive my class mad, because like, we'd spend about maybe, like, uh, I'd give them 15 minutes, and they don't have to do four short questions, so you probably get them done yeah. about eight minutes, but I'd drag it out to 15 and like we go through it word for word to make sure they got four marks each time. Do you yeah. get the logic there? Yeah, yeah. Because if you're, it's hugely psychological. If you're sitting off and you're like, right, I've got four short questions out of the nine done there, and I'm confident enough that I've got four marks in them. All you need to do then is do two out of the remaining five, yeah. and, and, and that's it. And who cares if there's two long questions or whatever, two short questions you left blank. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if they're only taking your best six. Well, you yeah. want it, you really want like, I've, I've seen like some of the students I've kind of bumped into uh, after leaving and chatting to them how they go on or whatever like they're telling me to look over the papers they're like laughing their head off like I've got 95 out of 100 in short questions and they might have only gotten age 3 or something like that yeah, yeah. but they were so so disciplined on that yeah. and that's a really that's a quick way I think to pull up your grade by about 5% well. so anyway what I'd be doing so go back to the question you had there on the what would you 20 hours I would genuinely sit down and spend a good 5 hours practicing 4 or 5 hours on the short questions I get like I try and sit down and get, you know, the, um, I try and get like, I'd say the last, I'd say I go try and get from 2018 to 2013 or 12 if you can done. And, um, and, that's, and that would be a huge, huge benefit. Um, and I'll see patterns, I'll see the same one coming over. Like if anyone's, if anyone doing any comics again, look the question from 2013, 14 and 15 and 17. Question one has always been something about like scarcity or opportunity costs the trade-off between like unlimited wants and limited, limited resources and they must make a choice they involve opportunity costs but like you sit down and sometimes you know that's that's an easy four percent if they if they spot those little ones yeah but anyway that's that that's what i do and then if you remain 15 hours i'd sit down and i'd spend a good four hours on supply or yeah four hours again on supply demand elasticity and about three hours on market structures but i'd spend like and then after that the other seven hours, I'd go over costs for a couple of hours, just practicing drawing the graphs, getting the key points on them, and then whatever else you whatever else you're pushing on. Top it up. Yeah, yeah. After that, yeah, like every every student's different, but the things that I'd be doing if I was going to my leaving search, short questions to be ruthless and then know them inside out. Supply demand elasticity, market structures, I'd be ruthless there, I'd know them inside out, and then your costs, drawing the graphs and make sure at that. And then yeah, that's that's what I'd be I'd be chipping away at. Unbelievable! It kind of it kind of seems like uh, to get to get a good mark, you don't even have, you don't have to be the best at economics, but you have to be the best at doing the economics exam. Yeah. And there's a big difference because I know biology that's similar. Yeah. You can you can pick certain ones, and the people who are good at actually answering the specific questions, what they're looking for yeah. on it, will do really well. Versus somebody who can nearly write your biology book, yeah. and then they, they know everything quite well. Yeah, it's yeah. it's cruel like that because I've got some students that ask brilliant questions in class, and then if they're answering their tests in macro, especially like they might they might mightn't hit the key points in answering their grades, and they might only get like you know twelve out of twenty. But yet there are students who know we can understand the comments pretty yeah. well, but 
it's just supposed the way it goes. It's a part of the skill is answering the question, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and like it's it's the definitions again are just crucial for anybody when you're when you're revising over it. And you're, they're very they're very strict, and they just have to sit down. Like I'd even I'd give my class like a handout with all, and they just have to work over them. But mm-hmm. you find the patterns that are ones that come up a lot, and you have to make sure you you, you can't really wing the definitions. <laughs> And um, you can't kind of explain off the top of your head, you just won't yeah. get the mark. So, yeah, that's yeah. again another thing. The, the, um, something you said there struck me, and something myself and Gavin chatted about the other day, and something that I've chatted about with my maths classes about the psychological aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And what I did with my maths class, just to, just to kind of give you a bit of context mm-hmm. to this question, is you know, the certain time their paper one is at, they would have probably had an exam before, and how they could spend that hour and first 20 minutes when they sit in the exam to actually set themselves up. So, for example, we made a I suggest my students make a, a like a fake formula and tables booklet, not to yeah. bring in, but when they go in, stuff that's they've learned yeah. off by heart, formulas that they that aren't in the tables book, but they yeah. write it down, yeah. so then they just suddenly have two. Yeah. And also, I was talking about uh, you know, the hour and hour and a half before the exam, like not you know. Asking people like what like what yeah. they think was on how the last exam yeah. go all that sort of stuff yeah. on the day say I, I don't know what time economics is yeah. on it but the day it's on what what would you suggest your students do before the exam so they're not going in they're going in warmed up they're going in ready they're going in with those things through yeah. their head um yeah it's, it's on the on the on the day of the exam you, you the big thing again just coming up to the exam you don't want to be going over anything new you want to. Of course, make sure you've got all your your study notes out. And you want it to just keep chipping over what you do now. And um, in in terms of, I I always I I give my students like a little sheet of like the the, the key things to sort of their reminders where they could fall short. Like some questions, one little mistake I, I see students doing is like you could get question five A, five B, and five C, mm-hmm. and you've got it's it's a long question, half an hour to do it. And student might five A, five B might be easy enough, but five C might involve calculations and that could be tricky, right? Mm-hmm. But students could on the daily exam open up and say, Oh yeah, I know to do those like calculations um, and they might go for that question. You might spend do five A and five B and that takes them twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. And then when you're doing question five C, the calculations question looks a lot harder than it is. Like anyone listening to doing exams about something like the law of comparative advantage, and if you get that wrong it's very unforgiving like you're getting you know like 6 out of 30 or whatever okay, but yeah. they can't go and do a different question because they've already invested 20 yeah, minutes yeah. so I'd always be stressing like on the day exam try and spot those little things when you're going into the exam be like if you open up your question if you're if you see like calculations part of 5 you know question C or whatever at the end I'd be advised to do that part first and, or do that early on as well in the exam mm-hmm. so that way then the off chance if you do make a mistake, not the end of the world, you've only wasted five minutes so you can go over and do another question. Um, they're the things more so, like the no, they're the things I'd be, I'd be looking out for, as in like, you want to you want to be going in, like, get your head around the keywords, especially spot things like it says list name or state, you don't need to develop on it and, and use that as, a, as an advantage as well, if you see that in the short questions or whatever. But you really do want to, it's a hugely confidence thing. And the biggest thing, of course, is just make sure it's to, like, you remember it's like, if, like, if you open the paper and you see an easy paper, don't get overly confident because easy paper will mean a tougher marking scheme, of mm-hmm. course. And the, the other way, of course, don't let it knock your confidence. You open up the exam, you see a very tough paper. Well, you know, it's going to be, everyone's in the same boat. It's going to be compensated and the marking scheme will be a bit easier. So mm-hmm. it's all about just keeping your head at that thing. I found my, my times over the years, I'm lucky, obviously, to teach in Clark John's, a very academic school, but whenever the papers were tougher, 
the great Irish end are always a bit better. Like I genuinely up, up on the paper and some years when it's a tough tough year, I, I was kind of happy. Like I'd be like, yeah, yeah they, they'll be fine at this. Yeah, and and you'll be as a ruthless man, you'll be like the other people that weren't caught by Robin Murdoch will not be fine, which will bring my students up. Yeah. But like they just, I don't know what you mean. It's similar, it's similar enough for maths actually as well. Hard, yeah. it's usually the generous marketing scheme. Yeah, and just to keep just keep your head in the day of the exam and don't, don't never be sitting there going, "Oh, this isn't." There's always stuff you know you root around. The papers and so that and that's why I think like when they open up and they forget it's not like it's not like with our subjects like with business where you've got a compulsory question or things where you have to do this question you can open a paper like this really tough but there's always a way around with economics when you get in and you find out the ones you you find the easier ones and just go with them I suppose yeah yeah um, oh, fantastic now uh, what I was gonna what I was gonna move on to now was okay so say you sold me now I want to do economics like you sold me before what what um like obviously, we have in the in the school, and I, every single time that I listen to ask for feedback from students that I know in the school, how they get on, they love the school. But then every single one of them, and I actually even said this to you before, said, "Ronan Murdoch's unbelievable. He's all he's incredible. Like he's changed my." And I'm not sure if it's because obviously it's because you're fantastic, but also because of the subjects that you teach, and they consistently say economics is. Like you've cha- you've changed their view on economics for them, and this is over a number of wide ranging students over a number of years. So you have these crash courses coming up now. Yeah. Uh, this weekend is it? Um, yeah. Economics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 What day is it? No, it's this weekend. Yeah. What? What? what, do, what do, how do you? It's five hours. How do you plan out? These five hours. What do you get? What do you give to the students? What? What can, um, they, what can they expect when they come? No, just, how do you change them? I, 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 I literally, I love the crash courses because it's very. They've never. I, I always got it. It's a gambling thing. And you're going to students, and you're like, right, this is where I'm mapped out. And they know you can't. Uh, sorry, do I talk to the camera? What's the fact that I was talking to you? It's been, it's been forty minutes. It's been forty minutes. What camera? <laughs> 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 sorry, that's like, <laughs> uh, I, I like it because uh, you basically just sit down and you um, you map out like the the likely questions and it's pretty yeah. basic predictions. Yeah. That's all I do. Like I just. I'd probably like, I like it too though because I'd always be straightforward in class and say, we're not going to cover the whole course next five hours. And that's not going to do anyone favors if I try to even get near that sort of stuff. What I will, what I, what I always do is I map out stuff about what I said about supply demand, elasticity, the market structure, things, short question. And then I just look over, I, I show them ones that haven't, that are, I, I cover two things. Questions that are frequent that haven't come up in a long time. They, yeah. That's the first thing that's to give them priority. Yeah. And then also like the little curveball questions that, look a bit easier, but the keywords that you want to put in, you're doing that. But like, I'd, I'd sit down, I'd map out, and I'd show them like why, every question we're doing, I'd show them the logic why I've picked that one out. Yeah. And get about 30 or 40 of them done. Yeah. But um, I kind of would, yeah, I'd, I'd always even show them, even with start of course, I'd say like, I'd show them the list of my questions from the previous year and how they came up. Yeah. And I'd say, so I'd be like, look, this is what I went on last year. I did it all the time. I'd always yeah. give them the page that this is what I went on last year. You see there the ones came up and the ones whatever didn't come up or whatever, but you see how worthwhile it was for students every year. Yeah. And I think then when students kind of see that, and I'd be like, look, you all the brothers and sisters, you know, check that or compare that. Yeah. And yeah. So you see, I'm not like, you know, but but this is why, because I've always see when they see the when they see the predictions from previous year and they see what happened that year in the paper, they they they'd always get a bit, you know, they'd always get a bit more focused anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's like. Uh, it's like right, I got I got a Ron Romero's class, and I know like he's picking these precise questions for a reason that he's put a lot of background thought yeah. into and a lot yeah. of effort into, and uh, and that that consistently shows, and probably that's why they get those do get those reviews because 
you break down for exactly what it is, not on the waffle, and then you you so consistent with your predictions. Yeah, well, they 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 appreciate it too because they it's some, sometimes even when you can save them time, you can be like, look, this. You show them what what topics they can afford to be bad and not look at, and still be covered for the paper. And they really, I find they really appreciate that as well when you're not yeah. pushing them to do the topics they don't want. And I've even done that. A lot of my students over the years have gotten my cage ones or whatever. I've been like. Don't cut, if you don't if you're not good this topic don't do it and instead if you save yourself a few hours there put that into supply demand market structures keep going over them so what you're good at yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. and and can't use that as an advantage mm. but um but that's I suppose I always like doing the, the crash course because you only got like five hours to do it and you map it out and like I just, you know always have them laid out on the board and show them my logic and. And it's like I basically have the page numbers, and we just cross out each page number we've got them done. Mm-hmm. You chip away about thirty of them. Yeah. So, uh, I find that when when uh, you sit these crash courses as a teacher, you have to be so focused you cannot waste one minute on it. Yeah. Whether that be getting the energy in for the students or building towards something yeah. important. And every single teacher I've seen, and this is what I've taken my stuff from teachers like you, their plan is yeah. is out there to, to the T, to a mark, to they're, a second. They're very enjoyable though. Like I find that like you're not, because students, I love it because I'm like, right, this is why I think we're going to come from. Students are self-focused as well. They yeah. want to, and you don't actually have to, you to read like I, I find they're always coming out and they're kind of like chatting a bit like very upbeat after it because mm. they feel like in a lot better position from it like they're never you never you can't really be going and saying oh look at these random questions and trying to catch them out you like yeah, see yeah. this and you drive down something the board and say look this is slightly tweets you need to do in that question you kind of just keep chipping away at them yeah but um no I I, I, I definitely find that being the most enjoyable yeah. you know the, the students being motivated or the fact that you're you're not you, you can kind of use your pre- None of the students are really annoying, they don't slag you. Well, that's, that's what I find anyway. That's what I find. They don't have the confidence to slag me. Uh, uh, no, it's fantastic. So, uh, with, with that in mind, what, uh, what one do you like teaching best? I know we kind of touched it last time. Uh, fun, I don't know. I, I, I like, I probably, it's weird. I find, the thing I like, I like to actually teach in economics, but then I find you get, like, um, but then I think with business, you can nearly be a bit more relaxed at the end of the year and you've got the course done. Yeah. So that's the teacher of business because yeah. I don't know why that is. Yeah. I think they feel a bit more like, because you've got so much, a lot of this like notes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then I suppose the Irish thing I like with Irish is just that they, uh, they're very hard working. They may do higher level Irish, they're always in there, they're serious. And you get a bit of crack out of the orals because you're always trying to like be like, this the likely questions and you try and work around moving around the you know the the oral exam. I love the strategies and that. Yeah. yeah, to yeah. Direct it. So I don't know which one I just, I, I really actually Cra- most. Crash courses in them as well, is there? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, well we do just for the Irish it's only paper one and paper two obviously because they've done their hours, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Crash yeah. courses on Sunday for Irish and Saturday for economics and um, the following Friday then for the business. Well, so. and how do you stay looking so young? Like you know, with all this teaching, mate. I thought your younger brother coming in the other day, and it's looking fantastic. It's obviously uh, not fair play. T- tell me, just because I know uh, we won't keep it for that much longer. I know, I know you got you got to go to was it ses- gym session number four for today <laughs> or for the year? <laughs> four times here. Yeah, yeah. So uh, tell me, just if if you were to pick. I know you you had it there. It, uh, you've told us what we should focus on. Yeah. Um, it, outside that, is there predictions within those things, or is there? Yeah, like I can't go you know, like it's in other little things I'd be looking out for. Um, I'd say even there's uh, 
so yeah, if I was going over the basic ones, I'd always stress be like um, another another one like we had a current budget surplus this year for this is forecast this year for the first time in ten years. Okay. So any students like looking over from the market scheme last year, it was two thousand six. Um, that's one I'd look out for. Mm-hmm. Um, then other questions would be um, other ones. We, the factors that influence the level of investment in Ireland and economic impacts of increased investments, that hasn't come since 2011 when they asked the question about investment, that it falls under factor production. But it's just another one I'd be looking out for because the, the level of investment's gone up a lot in Ireland lately. So mm-hmm. that's another one I'd be looking at. It's, it's, it's a hard one to predict, obviously, because it hasn't come up in eight years. It doesn't mean suddenly this will be the year. It's just yeah. one I'd be. That's a gem literally off the top of my head. I'd be kind of like paying a bit more attention to on that. And um, I said inflation again, with just obviously the one there. It's little ones like the balance between liquidity and profitability has been like every second year for the last few years. You know, for the last five or six years, hasn't come up, didn't come up last year. Chip over that again. Um, but but I I've actually kind of mapped out about like twenty twenty five yeah. I don't know of these questions that I'm that I'm going through there they're the ones that are just jumping out up top of my head yeah yeah it, um you'd always just want to make sure you I love looking at the Murdoch uh, the Murdoch uh, list of what he thinks is coming up the gambling list of, <laughs> of, uh, of which one is doing and obviously yeah. you it's, know it's funny though because yeah. you showed them pattern of the questions and I'm like look yeah. this is just my logic every yeah, time yeah. I kind of do them because the students get it after that they're not like I'm like I'm not I don't think these are just things yeah you're not just going no but yeah. I'm like why and leads are these just why folks on the pattern if it's in the news for whatever reasons and and, that, and that's it and they get it like, they, I'm yeah. never like you know I'm never worried oh god what if they don't come up it's literally on the yeah. show students my trend thought with it, but um, yeah, but yeah, they they'd be the ones. Economists as well, just look over them because they've been every second year again, didn't come up last year, and um, so that's the people like Adam Smith, Friedman, the classical economists, all that sort of stuff. You'd want to kind of chip away at them as well. Um, yeah, look, you can. There's, there's a good few more of kind of. <laughs> yeah, well, sure, man. They, they know where to get them. They know yeah. where to come to get them. <laughs> last thing is, did you first year back in the in the. In a day school here, day, day school teaching. Yeah. Uh, enjoy it? Yeah, I loved it, yeah. Um, what, I, do you, what do you reckon? What do you, I, what I honestly you actually thought it was like, I, I thought it would have been more tiring. Like, it was, it was a tiring year, but I thought I would have gotten like a bit kind of, you know, sometimes in a year you go through times that you're sick of it and stuff. Didn't yeah. That's the only thing that surprised me because they, 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 they want to work. So it's, and I, like, I, I love that about it. If you're in, you're in an environment where people want to work, you don't notice it. Like, yeah. So you work mad long days sometimes, but you, you're never. You're never looking at your clock or anything like that, and it, you, you're just sort of done, you know, at the end of the day. So, yeah. kind of, I, I found definitely that it was more of a tiring, but I thought it would have actually been much more tiring because yeah. you're doing like six days a week, obviously, and some nights be very long. And what, stuff. what did you feel? How did you find, like, uh, with the students, so those boys and girls from all different schools and all different backgrounds? How did you find they mixed? There was a yeah, they're, they're in, I, I, I liked it a lot with Irish. I found that like when they were all coming out and helping each other, telling them like what questions, yeah, the examiners were asking, what the examiners like. Yeah, it was actually yeah, really, yeah. Like, I saw that in my Irish class, and I was absolutely thrilled to see that. Like, there's yeah. a real the first time I saw, yeah, the first yeah. time I saw that in a school where they're actually help, like you know pulling each other up. Yeah. rather than selfish in it for themselves which yeah. kind of re- rolls everybody up yeah them. it's really really yeah, they're, they're very they're brilliant now um, even though they, it, uh, they're just across the board they, they were good like even if ever someone even a student would be out and they might miss another so I love the way like student would be like here they'd give up their side of notes because all the stuff that's written in they'd want to mm-hmm. I don't know I found them being very good in that way so um, or even especially about the Irish or they'd be like doing the students would be really good at Irish would be doing you know help mock orals with other students and stuff. Yeah, well, so I kind of liked all liked all that. Like, um, but now yes, yeah, I love this year. So, yeah, um, and pl- plans for the summer? 
Bounce with some shred. Sell strawberries. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's it. Really. Yeah, you know, yeah, strawberries yeah. and catch up. Get a lot of time in the town and uh, that's it. Really. Yeah, actually, it's not going to do much at all this summer. Great. Just relax. So. Relax. Well, Shredder, yeah. been a pleasure Thanks this year. Much. Thanks yeah, for coming on again. <laughs> and uh, best, best of luck, uh, you know, the crash courses and the rest of the year. So, right, cool. cheers, mate. Uh,